This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide issue that affects you. I'm Shana Roth, and this week I'm joined by Rachel Louise Just, statewide political reporter for WWMT. Rachel, welcome to Mishmash. Thanks for having me, Shana. I personally feel like it's not really election season until the incumbent has put out their first TV ad. I know all of my reporter friends in the trenches would beg to differ because they have been following the November 2022 election for a while now. But Governor Gretchen Whitmer released her first television ad for the November 2022 race this week. And to me, it now feels like the race has begun. All over Michigan, people are facing those same struggles. That's why we've made childcare more affordable, made it a priority to get kids back in class while making the biggest investment in education ever. Without The ad by tax. Whitmer was a pretty standard 30-second spot. Rachel, what did you make of it? Right I thought it was interesting. It's kind of following what we've seen from her so far, which is touting her accomplishments, focusing on policy, pretty standard, um, hitting on education especially, which is, I think, one of the more interesting parts of it is that That seems to be something that she wants to lead with. We've seen her really touch on abortion lately. We've also now seen her really dive into education as well. And I think that might be a little bit of a preview of what we're going to see with her touting the next couple of months. There tend to be two types of campaign ads, the ones that tout the candidate accomplishments and the ones that take shots at the opponents. Whitmer, as of right now, has no idea who her opponent is going to be as the Republican primary hasn't taken place yet, but she could have gone negative at the GOP in general. But why do you think she went positive? I mean, it's been a really tough two years and Republicans haven't made it really any easier for her. And do you think it was wise to not come out with a strong, aggressive, anti-Republican ad? This governor knows exactly what she's doing. There's no doubt about that. I think that she is aware that coming out with an attack ad right away is going to open her up to those attacks. She's already fielding those off. Um, But I think in general, voters are not focusing on her faults right now because they're so focused on the absolute craziness that we're seeing in the GOP race. So I think she knows that, you know, focusing on what, you know, getting in people's heads this is what I've been able to accomplish um, as they're going to the ballot box to vote for the other side. Yeah, I guess I don't want to dive in too deeply on my opinion on it, but I think that that could end up being a smart move just because right now she does want to keep that positivity going and making people remember what she has accomplished so far. A lot of Republicans took her ad as an opportunity to criticize Whitmer and her work as governor. What was the general response by the GOP here? Yeah, I think um, the GOP has made it very, very well known where exactly they stand on Whitmer. Like you said, they have made things hard for her in the legislature the last couple of years. We've especially seen that with um, some majority leader Shirky and some of the comments he's made about her and uh, what was previously seemed to be a a somewhat good working relationship. Um, I think there was a little bit of um, frustration, at least from what I had seen expressed over some of the things that she touted were bipartisan accomplishments. Um, it's not surprising to see that, you know, someone wouldn't say, well, look, I, I've done this thing that's bipartisan and really touch on that because it, it takes away a little bit from the power of what they've also accomplished within that. Um, so I think that that was something that I saw a little bit of frustration expressed. But also, I mean, Republicans are not going to let go of the fact that we did have lockdowns and um, that was a huge issue that they were touching on for years um, and and for months. And so I think that we're going to see that come back into the 
the foreground as more people are reminded of that, which a lot of people were not happy with those lockdowns. Um, even if they did, you know, in some cases reduce the number of deaths we had in the state. So I think that that was kind of the overall reaction I've seen. I'm also intrigued to see how they respond to the rest of her campaign and how she kind of starts to adjust it once we get closer to the general. Since we've been talking about Whitmer, we got to check in on the Republican primary. There's been a couple of debates, a lot of money already spent by candidates on ads and mailers, but still it doesn't seem like there's really a front runner in this primary, is there? No, that's fair to say there is There is not a front runner. We've seen a ton of polls and every single one of them seems to have a different front runner. The most recent that I've seen is the um, MERS Mitchell research poll, which was showing that Tudor Dixon was leaping way ahead, 11 points of the closest competitor. I think that's the largest jump we've seen of having someone be leading by that much since James Craig was a part of this race. Um, and he left like a month and a half ago. So I think that's, you know, really notable considering we are three weeks out from this election, I guess two and a half now, uh, which is just wild to think about that we still don't have this. I think it's going to be as big a surprise for us as it is for the voters, as it is for the candidates on who comes out on top on August. It seems like every week with this race, there is some new drama that unfolds or that it comes out. What was this week's drama with the with the GOP primary? Yeah, I think yesterday we saw Ryan Kelly, a lawsuit go against him trying to keep him off the general election ballot. The actual person who filed that lawsuit is a voter, but it is funded by Progress Mission, which is a liberal advocacy group. Um, they said that they, they funded it. They did some of the research on it. Um, whether or not that's actually going to be successful, I guess that that remains to be seen, um, just like so many of these other things that we've seen with this race. But I I think it's notable to see that Brian Kelly's back in court. He's kind of become this main person um, again. And I think that that's not an accident on the part of the Democrats and liberal groups around the state. Does his name being out there in this context, I've heard that it could help him. I've heard that it could hurt him. What's your take on that? Do you think it's doing more harm than good for him? I mean, it does undeniably give him name recognition. Oh, absolutely. Talking to Republicans about this, what I'm seeing is, yes, it's helping him for the primary. Because first of all, people didn't know his name. Um, And that's a huge problem when you're going to be on a on a, a campaign and, and people don't even know what name to to put a bubble next to. So um, I think that's been helpful for him. What I've seen Republicans concerned about is where it's going to go in the general. If he makes it through the primary, um, that'll be good. But, you know, January 6th, I mean, a lot of Americans are pretty decided where they stand on that. Um, and so no matter what happens with his charges in federal court, I think that people aren't going to be super fond maybe of of him facing charges of, of a potential governor facing federal charges over what happened on January 6th um, in the general. So that's, I think it's a little bit of, yeah, it's good for a little bit, but it's only going to last so long from the Republican side of things. How worried should the Republican Party in general be at this point? I mean, at some point, which is very, very soon, as you pointed out, there will be a nominee that the party will have to rally around if they want to have a shot at at ousting Whitmer and putting a Republican in the governor's office. Are there too many punches being thrown for them to sort of have this coming together once the dust settles after the primary? Is it it too fractured? 
Well, I, that was my question as well, actually, when I've when I've been talking to Republicans. And interestingly, what I've heard from them is that they they think this is actually for the best because it's allowing each of these candidates to kind of shine. It's allowing each of them to show what they have to offer. Because um, before, I mean, I think the race when James Craig and Perry Johnson were a part of it before he got kicked out over those fraudulent signatures, they kind of took up a lot of air in that conversation. And we don't have a person doing that right now. So it's allowing each of these candidates to have their chance in the spotlight and let voters know who they are. Um, will that help a couple months from now? Maybe not. But for now, it's it's working. And, and from the Republicans I've spoken to, they are thinking that it, it could be good. And then, of course, I think that Whitmer's a character that Republicans will be able to rally against. I don't think we're going to see an issue where any of these candidates will refuse to endorse whoever wins. I think that they'll come together once it's done. And, you know, for it being a primary, to be honest, I haven't seen a ton of mudslinging. There has been some, but it, it could have been worse um, for sure. So <laughs> I know I think we've seen it be worse in the past. Earlier Donald Trump made it known, essentially, that he will be planning to run in the 2024 presidential election. He just hasn't decided when he will formally announce. Although, I, to me, it feels like if you're putting that out there, you're announcing it. But, but let's just say that he is more or less planning to run. Where are these candidates when it comes to Donald Trump and the Trump train? And is it looking like he's going to endorse any of them? I think we've all kind of been waiting for that endorsement to happen. Um, I, I would have thought it would have happened by now. I actually would have thought he would have been out here campaigning for some of them by now. I think that even some of the political operatives I've spoken to were planning kind of their summers around that, and then it didn't happen. So I, I think he will endorse someone. But, you know, I think we've learned from the last couple of years, Donald Trump does not like to lose. So uh I don't think he wants to endorse someone that's not a clear winner and could not win um, or doesn't have a path to winning. So because we don't have that front runner, I think it's made it hard for him to decide who he wants to endorse. Once we shift from the primary to the general, how how much do you think Trump should actually spend his time in, in Michigan? Do you think he would be a help to Republican candidates in Michigan or is it still unclear how beneficial he would be? I think it's still a little bit unclear because when you just based off of when you look at other states and what he's done there, some states he's had a lot of success. Um, you know, in Ohio, he's he's endorsed people. He's been there supporting them and then they've done well. Um, we've also seen in like Georgia, he endorsed people and they did not do well. So I think that that's kind of factoring into his decision right now. Um, I think that that's something that will play out over the next couple of months. We've already seen him here. What was it? Beginning of April. Um and he did mention Tudor Dixon. I think that that helped get her name out there. And so I think that was like a little bit of a peak of what he can do. But of course, things all change in the general election when there's people who really dislike Trump and seeing him out there for someone, even Republicans who really dislike him, seeing him out there stumping for someone might make them choose not to vote for them. Well, we are just about two and a half weeks away from big primary night. Do you already have your plans figured out for, for that night for co of coverage? I'm just planning to stay as long as I think probably like budget day was a good example of how long I could be working. So, which was, <laughs> I think for our viewers that we're not aware, uh, that's like 5 a.m. that I was working until that day. So I'm prepared and I'm also prepared for there to be challenges. So I think primary day is going to be primary week in this case. 
Rachel Louise Just, statewide political reporter for WWMT. Thank you so much for joining me on Mishmash. Thank you for having me.